Hello, this is Alan, your storyteller, welcoming you to the story home with a wonderful old tale about two travelers who discover some magic in the world that allows them both to become rich. Yet when one of the travelers wants even more treasure, he must pay the price of being too greedy. Now, find a comfortable spot and we will listen to the little folks' presents. Written by the Brothers Grimm, retold and read by Alan Schofield. A tailor and a goldsmith were traveling together on a road through the deep forest. And one evening, when the golden sun had sunk behind the mountains, they heard the sound of a distant music, which became more and more clear. It sounded mysterious and strange, but so wonderful and alive that they quite forgot all their tiredness and stepped quickly onwards to see where it was coming from. The bright silver moon had already risen when they reached a tall hill on which they saw a happy crowd of little men and women who had taken each other's hands and were whirling round in a lively dance with the greatest pleasure and delight. They were singing while they danced most charmingly, for that was the music which the travelers had heard. In the middle of them sat an interesting old man who was rather taller than the rest. He wore a many-colored coat, and his iron-gray beard hung down over his chest. The tailor and the goldsmith stood watching the dance of the little people and were, as you can imagine, full of astonishment and could not turn their eyes away. Then, suddenly, the old man made a sign that the two travelers should enter, and the little folks willingly opened their circle. The goldsmith, who had a bent and crooked back, bravely stepped right in. The tailor, however, felt a little afraid at first and held back. But when he saw how merry everyone was, he plucked up his courage and followed the goldsmith into the circle of little dancers. The circle closed again quickly, and the little folks went on singing and dancing with the wildest leaps. The old man, however, smiled and drew out a large knife, which hung on his belt, wetted it, and when it was sufficiently sharpened, he gave the strangers a knowing look. They were terrified but they had not much time to know what to do, for the old man seized the goldsmith and with the greatest speed shaved the hair on his head clean off, and then the same thing happened to the tailor. Both of them stood without a hair on their heads, but their fear left them when, after he had finished his work, the old man patted them both on the shoulder in a friendly way and said that they were good sports to let him remove their hair without causing any trouble. Then he took them to a heap of black coals which were close by and invited the travelers to fill their pockets with them. They thanked the old man for this, but had no idea why the dusty old coals would be of any use. And saying goodbye to the little folk, they went on their way to seek a place to sleep for the night. As they passed into the nearby valley, the bells in the nearby monastery rang to announce midnight, and the song of the happy little people ended.
in a moment all had vanished, and the hill lay in solitude in the moonlight. The two travelers soon found an inn in which to sleep the night, and covered themselves up on their straw beds with their coats, but in their weariness forgot to take the dirty old coals out of their pockets before doing so. The next morning, something heavy and uncomfortable awakened them quite early. They felt in the pockets and could not believe their eyes when they saw that they were not filled with coals, but with pure gold. And happily, too, the hair of their heads and beards had grown back again, thick as ever. Now they were rich, but the goldsmith, who had a greedy disposition, had filled his pockets the fullest, so he was the richest of all. But a greedy man, even if he has a lot, still wishes to have more. So, the goldsmith convinced the tailor to wait one day more and go out in the evening to bring back greater treasures from the old man and the little people up on the hill. The tailor refused and said, I have enough riches and I am content. Now I shall be my own master and marry my sweetheart. I'm a happy man and need no more. But the tailor stayed on to please his friend. In the evening, the goldsmith slung a couple of bags over his shoulders so he could take away even more of the treasure, and he marched up the road to the hill. He found, as on the night before, that the little folks were singing and dancing. The old man again shaved his head clean and invited him to take some coal away if he wanted. The goldsmith hurried to the pile of coal and stuffed his bags until they were full and went back delighted, though his back was doubly crooked from carrying the load. Even if the gold weighs heavily, he said, I will gladly bear it. And at last, arriving at the inn, he fell asleep with the sweet anticipation of waking in the morning a very rich man. When he awakened, he jumped up and reached into the two sacks, but was amazed when he drew nothing out of them but dirty black coals. There was no gold to be found. Ah, he said, all is still good, for I still have the gold from the night before. But when he looked, he was shocked, for he saw that last night's gold had turned back into coal. He slapped his forehead with his dusty black hand and then he felt that his whole head was bald and smooth, as was also the place where his beard should have been. But his troubles were not over yet, for he discovered that his back was even more bent and crooked than normal, as if the burden of the heavy bags had made it worse. It was then that he knew he had been punished for his greediness and began to weep aloud. The good tailor, who was touched by his friend's remorse, comforted the unhappy fellow as well as he could and said, Thou hast been my comrade in my traveling time, and I promise you shall stay with me and share my wealth. He kept his word, but the poor goldsmith was obliged to walk bent over and humbled for as long as he lived 
and covered his bald head with a hat. We have been listening to The Little Folk's Presents, written by the Brothers Grimm and retold and read by Alan Schofield. This and many other stories are waiting for you at www.thestoryhome.com. Remember, the story home is your home, and the door is always open. With a wink and a bow, this is your storyteller, Alan, wishing you a fond farewell. Till next time.